So hi, welcome to Good Noise Podcast here with Ryan from Seaway. We're going to ask him some questions today. I'm going to start. So what inspired the creation of the band, and what does the band name mean? Hmm. Um, this, the creation of the band is a funny one because it's like we we started in like 2011, but we had been jamming together for like years and years before that with various like pop bands, metal bands, hardcore bands rock bands just kind of like through high school um not really ever having one set band but you know every semester or so changing our focus um but yeah i get seaway it's just another project that we we tried out and it was kind of the one that actually hit and the one that people actually cared about so that's how that started um the name of of the band is actually it's a tower in a university in Ontario, where are, you, where are you guys based? I'm in New Jersey. I'm in Virginia. Jersey, okay. <clears throat> Jersey and Virginia, okay. So mm-hmm. it's a, a small university town in Ontario called Guelph. So it's the University of Guelph has a tower called in the uh, residence tower mm-hmm. called the Seaway Tower. So I think one of the guys was either staying there years ago, or or we were just partying there. I can't really remember. Um, I think we were just part walked by and we're like, yeah, okay, let's try that. Oh. And unfortunately, it stuck. Oh. <laughs> I, think, I think, I think, looking back, we probably could have, you know, brainstormed a few better ideas. But this is what we're stuck with. Uh, you know, was eight, there, some eight some odd years later, there wasn't any like brainstorming process that was just like, that's cool. We're going to use that. That sounds great. Yeah, that's exactly how it happened. Yeah, <laughs> we walked by after a couple drinks and uh, more than a couple probably. Um, and I don't, we we were starting to write music, but we didn't have a name, and so we saw that one. We're like, "Yeah, let's stick with that." And yeah, okay, no Our brainstorming at all. Okay, well, we all just that's agreed. Yeah, all right, sick. All right, um, <coughs> so me. congrats yeah. on your upcoming release, Big Vibe. How do you feel about the response to the singles you've put out for it so far? I think well, kind of as as much as we'd hoped for, I guess. Uh, it's so weird putting out putting out singles now and then like not not thinking about like playing them live yet is yeah. really strange. Um, but in terms of yeah, internet response, it's been cool. Uh, we've gotten a lot of great feedback. I think uh, I think the first single was like kind of the safer bet. I think the second one was a bit of a a different one, and I think for both uh, people, have been responding really well. So. Hopefully, you know, keep streaming and eventually we can go play somewhere. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah, that'd be Hopefully, good. maybe 2021. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Cross fingers. that'd be good. Yeah. Um, we're, we're talking to some people in, in Australia and in Japan and, and in Canada. We're trying to get things going for 2021. I don't know if we're going to be in the States, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously. We, we spoke it's a, to... It's a crazy time in your country right now for COVID and all that. And Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we spoke to the we'll fame <laughs> like a week ago and they were like, yeah, shows are back. Like we're just living life. I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? What's Crazy. It like? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, Tr- exactly. Toronto isn't there yet, but yeah, it's getting there. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Maybe. We'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can you tell me a little bit about your writing process for this record and how it's changed from your first release until now? Uh, I mean, like just comparing it to our last record vacation, I think, uh, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say it was different in that for vacation, we pretty much had 
a record dialed in and demoed out. We did a lot of demoing with different producers before going into recording the records. So I think in a sense, we were a lot more prepared for vacation, but, but we, we kind of, that was by design. I guess we, we wanted to go with, you know, had a lot of want to, we didn't want them perfectly finished songs because we wanted to get into the studio and kind of like mold them while we were there. So it was, we were maybe slightly less prepared. We had a lot of demos and we had a lot of ideas, but it what they weren't fully all fully finished. And so that allowed us to mold the sound and, you know, let the influences bleed a bit more and try out some new things in the studio instead of just having it all ready and just like putting it to tape. Sorry, yeah. my dog's winging out. Yeah. Wait, so do you think you you prefer doing that? Having like a partly finished project going into the studio and then kind of just doing it on the fly there? I, I can't really say either way. I think there was like both instances worked for that situation. I think mm-hmm. that uh, going into vacation, there was a lot of pressure. We went and recorded in LA for the first time. We were staying there. Um, we also went straight from like touring into recording that. So we wanted to be a lot more prepared. Uh, we were working with a new producer at the time. So that that was, uh, you know, a little bit more nerve wracking. It was a great experience, but a little bit more nerve wracking. Um, this time, you know, we recorded it in Toronto. We, um, we were working with a producer who's an old friend who we've worked with, you know, for years and years and years now. He's even uh, helped fill in and play in some shows before. So he's like oh. a big piece of our band already. So it was easier to go in with unfinished stuff with him than yeah. it might have been with like a bigger producer in L.A. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, if you're like, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, that makes plenty of sense. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. where, where was your headspace while creating <laughs> Big Vibe? Uh, I think it was pretty, I think we're all just like, I don't know. There's certain pressures with recording, just, you know, you want to have the best record you can put out and, uh, obviously you want everybody to love it. Uh, and I think that maybe on past releases, we, we were a bit more, a bit more weary of what people might think and, and, and not just trying to do what people wanted, obviously doing what we wanted, but being conscious of like, oh, this might be a bit too weird. This might be a bit too different. I think the headspace, <coughs> excuse me, the headspace going into this record was very much like, let's just go for it. If, mm-hmm. if something feels too weird, let's push it even further. You know, like, let's try some new sounds, which like you can kind of hear in, in Wild Things and like a couple other songs that aren't out yet. Um. So the headspace was kind of like four records in now. It was just like, honestly, a bit of like a fuck it. Let's just try some something different. Mm-hmm. And not to say this is like a completely crazy experimental record. Like it's still a Seaway record, but um, we were just kind of like, let's let's not dial it back. Let's let's go for it. Sorry. Yeah. Wait, get the hell out of there. Dogs digging <laughs> holes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you guys have like that established name. So you just said, fuck it. We're going to try something new kind of thing. Yeah, and and not to say it was like 
complete confidence. Oh, we're totally established. Cause I don't, I wouldn't say that, but mm. it was more just like, let's just, let's just see how it goes. Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, throw a few curveballs. Right. Exactly. That's <coughs> so cool. All right. Uh, so what yeah. band or artist influences do you think you can hear the most on this record? I think the, the cars was definitely a big influence for us. Um, has been in the past and then we did that cover and, and kind of did a deep dive on the cars and um like if you're not familiar rick okasik who's the singer and the songwriter obviously put out ton- tons of hits in the 80s with the cars and then also did a lot of producing and so he produced a couple of those early weezer records which are some of our favorite records so um that was a big influence um I guess like a lot of power pop we were we were <clears throat> taking influence from but not really trying to like emulate or anything so i think you can hear some of that in the record but it's still it, you know we weren't trying to make an 80s record or anything um the usual i mean like weezer is a huge influence on us uh jimmy Eat world on it definitely on a couple songs the killers um we kind of tried to take every song as its own vibe or influence and kind of run with that so there's like the overarching like yeah like we were trying to make a sweet rock record and have some 80s power pop influence but i think every song if we could probably sit here and break down every song and the very different influences that each song had oh Oh, so it's like varied a lot yeah 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 i mean that's all to say it was you know 80s to mid 2000s rock music you know but um I mean, uh, there's a lot of pop influence in on some of those songs too. So it's pretty wide. Um, as a band, we listen to a lot of different stuff, as I'm sure most bands do. That it's not really groundbreaking, but um, <laughs> we just, I mean, we, our favorite records growing up were very eclectic records. You know, it's not a song heard from start to finish sounds like a very similar record. Um, it's funny, even one of the guys mixing the record at one point was like, some of these songs don't sound like they should be on the same record. Like, he like made sure he, he had this <coughs> the right songs on it. And we're like, no, yeah, this is it. It's, yeah, that's uh, it. It's a bit of a ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Um, yeah. So what made you choose the name Big Vibe? And is there any meaning behind the cover art? Um what made us choose uh, it, it just it felt right we were really brainstorming a lot we didn't at first we didn't want to have the whole like title track mm-hmm. and the album name being the same um and so we were trying to like we had a lot of time to figure this out right we recorded back in january so <clears throat> we really tried to work with that a bit but we just kept big vibe was kind of the backup but oh maybe we'll think of something better and nothing really got close to that and and then it got to the point where it was like, no, it has to be Big Vibe. And then we were all like very stoked on it. So that's how that came to be, which is, yeah, I guess not the most interesting. It was like the the backup name turned into like something we were really stoked on. But I think that's just how it all progressed. And once, you, you know, we worked on track listing and, and figured out all that, we realized like, no, this is definitely one of the standout hits in our opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of uh album artwork it, it i don't want to say it doesn't mean anything it could mean a lot of things to a lot of different people um we just let the artist his name's ben lieber uh we just let him kind of run with it and we 
brainstormed influences back and forth. So a lot of that, like, 80s, 90s rock. Um, you know, we referenced some David Bowie covers. He referenced some Radiohead covers. Uh, we referenced some Ramones covers. And that's kind of what he came up with. And there was a lot of, he did a lot of different stuff. Like he, you know, he did a lot of artwork for that record and that's just kind of what we zoned in on. So uh, it's not, it's not like, it's like, Oh, those heads are from this reference to this song or anything. Um, I think it's just the aura of, of a big vibe. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. It's Um, a big vibe as a picture. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. (laughs) I think the name like fits the album as a whole because we got a chance to listen to it, and I think just it fits it. It's just one big vibe listening to that yeah. record. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, and I think yeah, I don't know. We kind of resisted it at first and thought maybe saying "oh, vibe" is too kitschy and too you know, twenty twenty. But uh, I think it's it it will be a bit more timeless once the record comes out. Yes. All right. Definitely. Um. So, what song took the longest to write, and uh, do you have a favorite off the record? Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say because like it was, there wasn't one song that like completely stumped us. Um, We were just kind of going piece by piece, song by song. So songs that were more finished were done earlier in the recording process. And then songs that still needed a, a verse or, you know, pieces to it were recorded later. So it's tough to say if one took way longer, it's just, the effort spent on certain songs varied in terms of what was written and what wasn't written yet. So, I mean, I guess like wild things was one of those ones where we like started early. We're like, okay, let's sit on that for a bit just because we wanted to dial that in perfectly. And so that was one of the later ones that we did. So that we sat on it for a while, but that's not to say that we were working on it the whole time. Um, Sorry, what was the second part about uh, favorite, favorite songs? Yeah, favorite song. Yeah, it's t- it's always tough to pick favorites, and especially before we've played them live. Because I feel like once you're playing them live, that's when they really come out as like favorites. Um, mm-hmm. I'm really stoked on Mrs. David. I'm really proud of that one. I think that's the best song we've ever. Um, and that came out in a funny way where like the record was finished. We finished recording it in February, mid February. And then after the COVID shutdown, Andrew just kind of kept writing in March because we really had nothing else to do. And so we like kind of broke the lockdown in Toronto and, and Andrew, myself and our producer Anton got together at his home studio and just felt it out and worked on it and we were kind of like yeah this needs to be recorded this needs to go on the record so we went back into the studio and recorded that after the record was already fully done so that was like a kind of cool way it came about and definitely one of my favorites on the record that's that's um, interesting though how you guys are down to the wire on that yeah yeah that's so yeah cool. but i mean like to be honest it wasn't quite down to the wire because we thought the record was done we were like this is great record's done we're we're good and then it's just kind of more the added time gave us a bit more room to work with it a bit so but it's it's funny like i don't think the record would be what it is without mrs david and that song wouldn't happen have happened unless there was this shutdown so it's like a weird silver lining in this whole shutdown is that we got a sick track out of it (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
Okay. Um, Which feels very uh, selfish to say, but uh, hey, but that's how you did. That's how it came. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, so this question should be like super quick. I want you okay. to describe this album in three words. Mm. Off the top of your head. Banging ass shit. There we go. Wonderful. I I love love that that so much. (laughs) That is the best one we've gotten. And we've gotten like some weird ones. Oh, yeah. That Mm -hmm. one's good. Banging ass shit. All right. Right on. Wow. Um, So back when live music was a thing and the world was still open, uh, the last tour you guys did was with with Khan. How'd that happen and what was that experience like? It was fun. It's like um, we had toured with them. Uh, when was that? Three, three years, three or four years ago, I guess, 2016 in Australia. So it was like a home tour for them, and we became buds with them through that. And uh, we were kind of at the end of of the whole uh, vacation and fresh produce album cycle, and so we just kind of wanted to get out one more time. And they were going out for a big headliner, and so we thought, yeah, let's let's do it. And we had some fun with them. Okay. Oh wow! So it was like it was that easy. Yeah, sometimes it is that easy and sometimes it isn't. Um, That's fair. <laughs> sometimes it's just like, yeah, like this band that we're friends with is looking for someone to support them. And we're like, yeah, we're free. Let's do it. We want to be doing something. Or sometimes you got to submit for those bigger tours with those bigger bands. Like like when we did Sum 41, that obviously it didn't happen that easily. There was a lot more moving parts to that. But Yeah. Um, wait, wait, what was that experience like? Sum 41? Yeah, that was really cool. We all growing up in in uh, Toronto in the Toronto area, we're huge fans of them. So when we got submitted and we're kind of pushing for it, we kind of thought, yeah, let's not get our hopes up. Um, and then when it happened, it was like this crazy cool experience where we've toured. I mean, we've toured with some. There we are. Uh, we toured with some cool bands and bands that I, like we definitely look up to, but Sum 41 is definitely one of those big ones for us. So that was unreal just to be able to watch them every night. They're such professionals and so on every single night, which I think is unreal because <laughs> that's really hard to do. Sometimes yeah. you just, you're tired after seven shows straight, but you could never tell if they were tired. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I'm so happy you yeah. got that experience. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. it was rad. Yeah. Um, so on the topic of live shows, what top three songs from this album are you looking forward to playing live? Um, yeah, I would say Mrs. David, Brain in a Jar, and then I think Pathetic might be a really cool one live. Uh, we kind of, we always think about uh, how a song is going to sound live when writing it. You know, it's kind of always in the back of your mind, like, will this be big or will this be a bit too anticlimactic um but pathetic is one where like when we're writing it the whole time the song kind of gradually builds and we did that was definitely by design so i think that'll be really cool to play live though yeah those three what did i say miss david burning a jar pathetic yeah it's a wow, i've never yeah um uh, a band has never said like we made this song to sound good live mm-hmm. like that's a new have you tried that before really? they're probably lying Oh, <laughs> that's fair. That's I'd fair. say they're, they're probably like, or, or they just don't want to admit it. But like um, the producer we worked with on vacation, Mike Green, who's done like a ton of big stuff, uh, done a lot of really cool records. Some, who they, I think he did some stuff with State Champs, with Neck Deep, among so many others. He's a, a great producer. And he always, every, every song that we were working on, he was like, 
okay, but where's the, he called it the crowd goes ooh moment, you know, when like the part of the song hits, the chorus hits real big and, and it's like, ooh, yeah, you know? Um, and so like, I think that's something we learned from him and it's like always in the back of our heads, like the crowd goes woo moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, when's everything gonna just explode with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So where do you guys see the band in the next five years? For the next five years, I can't even look at the next year. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Um, uh, I mean, hopefully playing bigger, better venues hopefully there's a vaccine very soon and we can all get back to touring and uh yeah in five years in 2025 hopefully we're hopefully we're selling out bigger rooms playing some bigger festivals maybe um there will be maybe two more records by then in five years so hopefully we're we're selling selling some stuff out i want to be selling out Okay. Selling out. Okay. All right. <laughs> in, a good, in a good way. Yeah. In a good, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Not in like I, I a understand. boy band way. You Not know? like Seaway yeah. goes completely radio pop. Yeah. But just. No. And like, I don't know. Maybe that's the natural progression. Yeah. Exactly. We'll see. If you want to do that, yeah. go for it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's what's selling out anyway? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so for the last couple of questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay, and go straight mm-hmm. to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Hmm. I would probably go surf and turf, steak and lobster. Um, okay. Get like a really nice lobster. My, my partner, her family is her i guess her dad's side is from out in nova scotia do you guys know like kind of it's just north of maine yeah oh okay yeah yeah and it's just like wicked good seafood out there and we normally go every summer but we couldn't go this summer because of the shutdown so if i was on death row right now i would definitely be eating a nova scotia lobster and uh just a pint of beer probably a big frothy pint okay solid Mm -hmm. uh so if you could live in one fictional world for a week, where would you live? Mm. I think it I, I think it'd be cool to live in Hogwarts maybe or Yeah. Um learn some magic, yeah. I don't know. That was the first thing that came to mind. Wait, so if you were in Hogwarts, what would your house be? I mean I'd like to say it's Gryffindor, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm definitely not a Slytherin guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't mind Hufflepuff. Um, I'd like to say Gryffindor though, but you know, that's not up to me. Hey, <laughs> Gryffindor is respectful. I can. I can respect that. That's fair. What's What's your house? Oh, I'm a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff, true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Is that like? Because you know, and you've done the tests and or the quizzes and all that, yeah. Yeah, I did the test twice because I wanted Ravenclaw or like Slytherin, mm. but I got Hufflepuff twice. <laughs> so, yeah, Maybe yeah, I should I was, do that. yeah, you should. Um, yeah. it's like it's really quick too. Um, anyways, um, I have the honor of asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to has said it's the most important question. What's your favorite color? Hmm. Right. Damn, that's the hardest question you asked all day. Exactly. I know. <laughs> I like I like blue. You like blue? But is it your favorite? Ooh, got him there. Yeah. I... <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I think it is. Yeah, I think it you is. You think it is? Okay. okay. Do you yeah. have a specific shade of blue? Like a like a dark blue. Okay. See, I'm wearing these Nike slides right now. Oh, okay. All uh, right. That's a good dark blue. blue like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Uh, so as Glory said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, just to pre-order the new record on seawayband.com or yeah, through, through Pure Noise Records. Pre-order the record. That always helps us a lot. Helps us, um, you know, afford to do cool tours and, and to keep coming back to all your cities. So pre-order the record, buy the record, stream the record, do all that. All right. Uh, well, thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Ryan from Seaway and uh, We're the Good Noise Podcast.